Okay. I'm cool. actually I'm fishing Lake Gunnersville on Saturday. Oh, nice! You'll you'll yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We're Hopefully gonna take the finish. kids down. Hey, hey, Leadheads! Welcome to this episode. I am your host, Amy Hall, and here's Lefty, my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. I, I really appreciate you having me on the show today. It's it's an honor. <laughs> I'm so glad you could join us, <laughs> Lefty. Well, I'm I'm glad I could too, and uh, and thank you for you know again taking the time. I know that you've been traveling quite a bit here in the last I, last couple of weeks i have i've been i've been in west tennessee hunting some rabbits with uh with some beagles and some some marines some former marines and then rabbits and marines rabbits and marines it was a great weekend it was a great weekend and then texas to get a truck and back so it's been a full couple of days you've had a yeah a full week um, hunting mm-hmm. and not only rabbit hunting but but truck hunting. So I want to hear about hunt. I want to hear about that truck here in a little bit too. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. But we've also got we've got Karen Butler with us today. That's right. Hey, how are y'all doing? I, I recently bought a truck too, but not the kind you might think. <laughs> oh, we just may talk trucks today. So <laughs> we might have to. I want to hear about this. <laughs> but Karen is with uh, Shoot Like a Girl. That is yeah. a, an organization that empowers women in the the, the shooting industry, and uh, we want to find out more about shooting like a girl from Karen, and uh, we want to hear more about Amy and 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 all that too. But first, we got to thank those that make this show possible. So make sure you go and show a little love to Caltech CaltechWeapons.com. We had Chad on a few episodes ago talking about his uh, the new P50 that Caltech has out. And available. I'm sure it's covering all over the web. You just Google it and you'll be able to find it. And of course, you can go to their website, caltechweapons.com. And Mission First Tactical, use that code LEADHEAD at Mission First Tactical and you're going to get 25% discount code. Uh, in my latest video that I did shooting those Firebird exploding targets, uh, I had my LEADHEAD Brigade 30 round magazine that Mission First Tactical makes. A really good magazine. Had our logo on there, and they could put your own logo on there. You can get a Leadhead Brigade logo on there. Just you know, tell them what you want. Of course, there'll be a little extra cha-ching for that, uh, that little service. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, we'll talk more about some of our other sponsors as we get into the show. Uh, I know that you guys are limited on time. I know uh, Amy is, so we want to we wanna go ahead and jump into this. And um, But before we get started, as always, you know, we have that jack wagon train uh, that, that rolls in. So let's let Gunny bring that train in, Amy. Yeah, I heard. I heard it. The choo-choo train comes in. You hear? You hear Gunny calling that train in? Hey, Ralph, Zipperfy, do or die, hold them high at eighth and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. Here it comes. I met, I met Gunny, and my husband was deployed. He was a Marine Corps first sergeant. And it's the only thing I stopped all my meetings to stand in line to get Gunny's autograph. And when I got to him, I was like, 
So I'm here on behalf of an entire company of Marines that need your autograph. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, I've got sight in that many. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, Gunny was a great guy. Mm-hmm, he was. We miss him dearly. So the train has stationed. And not only are we going to take care of some jack wagons but we've got to honor some heroes, too, in, in this segment, as you guys know. Uh, would would either of you ladies like to start us off on the on the jack wagon train, or should that be me? I've got I I don't know if it's necessarily a jack wagon because it's still quite up in the air investigation wise. But we had that. Well, let's talk it through. Over. We we had that shooting over at Real Foot this weekend, and that was a tough one to take. Well, tell me about that because I haven't heard about that. Um, there, two young men were killed in a duck blind this weekend on Real Fit Lake. And there are still a lot of speculations and a lot of investigations. So I don't want to push in a lot of the conspiracy theories of it, but it's still a horrible situation. So is it looking like it was not an accident, not a hunting accident kind of thing? Oh, it was definitely not a hunting accident. Okay. Uh, Somebody came into a blind and shot two young men, and there was one witness, and he tried to get them to help, um, but there was not enough time. So um, we don't know the specifics of it or anything like that, but at any point in time, and this kind of goes along with gun safety and all of that, that should be last resort. In a safety situation, it should never be something that you run into doing, whether you're frustrated or upset or whatever the cause of this was. Um, it was unnecessary and unneeded, and two lives were lost, and mm. it's not okay. Nope, it never is okay. But I think that the the shooter is still at large. I'll have to do some more research on that one, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll follow up on another episode on that one. Yeah, I was but just interesting. I hadn't heard about that. Ago. Yeah, I was just hunting there in the same, parked in the same parking lot and everything. That, um, but I bet you're probably going to find that there's probably something else tied to it. You know, jealousy or uh, drugs or you know something. It so real foot is private, but there are there are blinds that people own, and then there are blinds that people draw, and so it's a little bit of hit and miss. You've got youngsters out there and you've got people out there that have been out there their entire lives. So um, we just don't know the specifics of it. But it just hits close to home and that community is hurting right now. It's crazy. I hate criminals. Yeah. Yep. So, Do do you want to go, Karen? Or do you want me to go with this one? Well, you can go because mine is a little less. (laughs) Okay. So mine uh, actually comes to us from from drew who's been on the show several times you guys know drew um it's oklahoma lawmaker proposes bigfoot hunting season (laughs) and this article is from field and stream so you guys can go and and look it up but that's uh it's by bill heavy h-e-a-v-e-y it said should oklahoma have a sasquatch season some poo-poo the idea as ridiculous. Others say that it's their God-given right to hunt the hairy creature. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is State Representative Justin Humphrey. He's calling for a Bigfoot hunting season complete with dates, regulations, and tags. Um, oh, wow. I potentially see this being as a nightmare train wreck. 
it, it's it, like it, a gag it, gift that you could get. You know, I don't even know if this Spencer's back in the day. You know, you just go right. buy a gag gift. And <laughs> yeah. But, but but there's what there's a twenty five thousand dollar prize for it if you if you so find one. If if you find if you capture him alive, he's offering he's proposing to offer a twenty five thousand dollar reward, which I think there's probably bigger rewards out there already anyway. If I agree. You, if you find <laughs> Bigfoot. But the fact that he's he's promoting that people go out and shoot him and kill him and hunt him, I mean that's really what he's promoting. But right. he's also promoting government intervention, again, bringing the government in, government regulation, government taxes, which we, you know, we, we definitely don't need. But right. look at Bigfoot. Whatever, what pictures of Bigfoot have you ever seen? He's always human-like, right? Right. So you get a bunch of these, you know, crazy people that have no experience hunting coming in, buying these licenses, buying these tags, uh, no experience with guns or shooting, but, you know... Mm-hmm have that, you know, I'm going to be the one that gets Bigfoot kind of deal. And then you end up with situations like, uh, I think it was the last episode that you were on with me, the the father and the son that were hunting and the father, you know, yeah. just, just shot the silhouette and didn't even, you know, didn't know the target that he was shooting. You're, we're right. going to end up with a lot of, of, of homicides, you know, a lot of, a lot of yeah. killings, a lot of people shooting each other, yeah, which, is, which, which will ultimately <laughs> lead to the end of hunting and them banning hunting. So this is a yeah. horrible idea. Agreed. Somebody out there in a ghillie suit, you know, just. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's asking for trouble. And like you said, it's setting the hunting community up to be looked at as not just something to be afraid of, but as a joke, right? This isn't, it's not. It's a bad idea. This, yeah, this, this a is a train idea. wreck. Yeah. And it's and it's it's real. It's it's going to be. It was introduced in House Bill sixteen forty eight, January fifth. Um, so what's that in Oklahoma? So Oklahomans, that's your tax dollars hard at work right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, Mister Humphrey, Representative Humphrey, there is uh, really got your best interest at heart. Oh my goodness! His idea behind it is that it would promote more tourism. You know, more people coming to their state, spending, you know, spending dollars, which I have no doubt that it probably would. But you're also for the reasons that I just mentioned. Right. And and you mentioned a horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, that's so, a good one. So there's my jack wagon. Uh, actually, it's Drew's. So thank you, Drew, for sending that. Okay. So you want mine? I want. I, yeah, we want yours. Hit us. Hit us. So, so I'm. I'm going to kind of stay in the theme of shoot like a girl. You know, we meet women all across the United States. And my jack wagon is when we have their helpful loved ones come up and tell us that their lady friends can't rack a slide. Oh, my goodness. It drives me nuts. Like, Mm -hmm. it is, like, unfortunately a common theme among some helpful loved ones that their loved ones or their women folk are too weak to rack a slide. And so we teach a technique that shows them that they can rack any slide on our trailer. And it's really fun to watch them overcome. A, they've been told they can't do it. Mm -hmm. They think they can't do it. They're not taught the right way to do it. And suddenly we teach them the right way to do it. And the pride and the look that comes on their face is so incredible. It's just, it's a lot of fun. But it really just drives me nuts when, when people come up and tell other people they can't really do anything because you mm-hmm. can do just about anything and 
uh, of course women can rack a slide. We've had, we've with the exception, so we've had over, you know, third, I, I think we're close to 30,000 women now through our program. We, we've had like five not be able to rack a slide and it's because they were so riddled with arthritis that their hands mm -hmm. just didn't work anymore. Um, and then there's options for them with that even. So yeah, women can rack a slide, I'm here to tell you. I would have loved, I love to see the people, like the face that those loving, helpful family members would make <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when they rack that slide the first time. Right. Well, yeah. I have to tell you what normally happens because people think that they have that attitude because they're anti-women or they yeah. want to treat them. And it's not. They're trying to be helpful. They're trying to make their, their loved one as successful as they can. Mm -hmm. And so what normally happens is we end up giving them instruction as well and teaching them our techniques so that they can go home and work, you know, at the range with their, with their partner and, yeah. and get the, it's a good opportunity right. for, to it's, educate everybody. It's kind of cool to watch their transformation. We've, yeah. we've yet to have a, a, a helpful of one, a man walk away and not be really just grateful, especially right now. You know, we just spent the last year, um, uh, we started touring again in, as soon as the president said the United States is open back up, we went. And it took us a lot of different um, things to do with COVID. We had to limit the number of people inside our trailer. And so I keep saying our trailer, but inside the trailer, it's a mobile shooting range yeah. with an Inveris training solution system. It has recoil, impact, and sound. And it's the closest you can shoot to a, a real And we're going to talk about that. And that's, yeah. that's yes. a cool It's a cool rig, which is one of the reasons why it uh, prompted me to, to have you on. I got that email that you guys sent out about your new rig. and. That's wow. going to be something awesome to talk about. Let's let's take care of a couple more jack wagons here. Okay. Uh, and then we'll do some heroes, and then we'll get into it. Uh, uh, this one comes from Leadhead Jason, and it says, maybe a jack wagon, maybe not. So I'm not sure if this is a nomination or not. Just on my mind, I really don't care if you add this or not. Well, I'm adding <laughs> it. So. Uh, I have a good friend that less than two years ago went with a dream of his to open a gun shop. I supported him as soon as he told me about it. Shared it out to, uh, on his, uh, started out on his property as a, a sunk. Oh, he sunk everything into it. So he started off on his own property, mm -hmm. sunk everything into it. Blood, sweat, tears, work. Uh, started small and I have, uh, helped him with bringing stuff from my personal collection to add to his inventory. Business was booming. Then, dun, 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 COVID hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is like everybody, every small businessman's mm -hmm. uh, probably story here. He is the guy that doesn't raise prices when everyone around is doing it. He had a good supply, but as time went by, we all know that it was hard for anyone to get stuff in. So, again, I decided to bring in a few more things so he could have inventory and keep the lights on. Well, that was awful nice of you. Mm -hmm. All snatched up. I just wish I could do more for him, but I can't. It's hard to see him get down and see his dream slip away. He just started out and doesn't have connections like other shops that have been doing this for years. Again, I know it's the same for every shop owner, but this is my friend. Anyway, this China virus and liberal agenda pushers get two middle fingers and a ride on the train and all those gun owners that sit back and do absolutely nothing to protect our right need to wake up but it might be too late it's never too late 
at the least send a few dollars to a pro 2A group uh, to do the fight for you. Leadhead Jason. Kind of sounds like a mixture of Jack Wagon and Hero right there. Right? Yeah. 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 I was getting that uh, from his, him and his buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, both definitely heroes for you know, living the dream and you know, trying to do it in the, the 2A community. But then also, you know, it's just tough for everybody, not just the, the 2A community with this virus. There's every kind of small businesses is dropping left and right. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, after traveling the country all last year, it's it's disparate from state to state. And so it is so crazy how one state has everything open. You'd never mm-hmm. even know COVID existed except for face masks and, you yeah. know, a request to social distance. And you get into other states and, like, everything is locked down tight and shut down. It's 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 terrible how different it is from location to location. That's true. Very true. Well, we're fortunate here, Amy, in Tennessee. Yeah, we really are. I was talking to a buddy actually yesterday who lives in Quebec, and uh, he, both of his businesses have been shut down since March of last year. Quebec, Canada? Because mm-hmm. there is a Quebec, Tennessee. That's where my no. farm is. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is Canada. But we call it Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. So, uh, you know, we, we have property in Linville, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're neighbors. Yeah. But they, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's like you said, Karen, it's different completely all the way around. They're under a, uh, I think that they have to be in their homes from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. since last March. In Canada? That's because that's when the virus lives. Like, it dies during, after during, those yeah. hours. Yeah, during the night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one uh, comes from Leadhead David, and it's not really a jack wagon. I think he's just trying to get some, disseminate some information to you, Leadhead. It says, Lefty, my son is very well read on the subject of suppressors, uh, which I just recently got a new one from Ackless Defense. I've been making some posts and, and whatnot on that. A few days ago, he turned me on to Pew Science. Jay, the owner of the site, has a very different take on analyzing their performance. He also has created a rating system for the various suppressors on the market. Uh, It makes good sense. I figure you have heard of him. No. But I wanted to tell you anyway, and I appreciate that. I'm going to have to check that out. Pew Science. Still enjoying Mm -hmm. the podcast, David. P.S. He doesn't like AKs, but don't hold that against him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a I'm an equal opportunist gun enthusiast. I like them all. They're they're all good to me. I've got another one here that I want to. I got to find it. Do you do you guys have? Let's let's talk about some heroes now. Do you guys have a hero? Let's talk about some heroes. Let's get into our hero. That's enough jack wagoneriness. Well, I, I have a hero. It kind of goes with the jack wagonry thing though so one of my pet peeves you know i'm from a military family my husband's a marine my son currently uh just arrived in cutter yesterday um he's deployed and my other son was in the navy you know long long tradition of military service and so i really think that a hero is anyone that's that's willing to sacrifice their safety and their security for us Mm -hmm. And there's so many out there right now 
from healthcare workers to law enforcement to our military. Um, and I would just say that to me, those are the ultimate heroes. And I, I mean, I appreciate that there's other people that are doing great things. Um, but those, those people that are willing to lay down their life to protect us and to protect our way of life and our freedom. Oh my gosh. Those are heroes. Those I agree. Yeah. And those, those are my, my I favorite. I second people. that motion. And yes, absolutely. Military, yeah. LE, first responders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My husband probably is like my biggest, I'll tell you a story about my husband. So we were long time ago when we were checking out these systems and you know, they have scenarios where you can go in and do like the shooting things and um, they do, they do scenarios like a school shooting. And my husband's doing the scenario as the training and he's going through and you know, I know he's a big bad Marine. That's all right. I, I got it. Well, he goes in and, and they don't tell you what you're supposed to do and he's not law enforcement. So he doesn't really know exactly what to do, but the, the character in the scenario grabs the, uh, a school teacher and has a gun at the head and the trainer says, what are you going to do? And the next thing I know, there's one round center punch the guy in the head. Oh my gosh. Virtually. I tell you everybody. Right. And the guy dropped and I'm like, I've never felt so safe in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Um, Honestly, when you think about um, the kids that are enlisting today, and really the kids that are joining the law enforcement today mm-hmm. or healthcare, like you're going in knowing that okay, this is really dangerous now, um, ten times more than it might have been five years ago. Yeah, and you're going it, in with people hating you. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. How about you, Amy? You got a hero? I've got a local hero. We, uh, our local hospital here has, uh, for the past couple of weeks, so since Christmas was over, they requested everybody in our local area to leave their Christmas lights up for our first, our, our frontline nurses and doctors. And I don't know, I... I am probably a little bit of a procrastinator taking down. I was going to say it's not too hard of an ask for people here in Tennessee because they. No, we (laughs) leave them on like Valentine's Day or after before (laughs) they take them down. (laughs) But I like I like we might not turn them on. We might leave them up for a certain amount of time, but we've been leaving them on, and I think it's just been a great way to show our thanks and our appreciation for them, and in a bright and colorful way. I like that. That's great. And, that and nice. who who recommended that? That was um, what is our local hospital? It's the one right here in Smyrna, Tennessee. In Smyrna, okay. Good for them. Yeah, I like that. All right, I so I found the email. This is from uh, Leadhead Brett B. I'm sure, we probably have more than one Brett that listens to the show, but you'll know who you are when I read this. And it's a two-parter one. One of them is going to be for the AK corner when we do the AK corner. Uh, next episode but then this next part i think fits in perfect with what we're doing here and uh, i'll just jump into it Uh, he says you don't have to read what's below but i'm going to so this will uh, not live out its life as a safe queen and that gets into we are currently using ar for our rifle in matches in which we shoot a rifle my daughter and i shoot matches in eastern north carolina we are both certified range safety officers awesome Mm -hmm. and work matches to help offset match fees. Very cool. 
Prior to 2020, we typically finished middle of the pack, and both of us said we wanted to get better, finger quotes. Mm -hmm. Out of over 30 matches in 2020, that's a lot, we both have earned second place more than once in a handful of top fives and tens this year alone. Congratulations. We have also done two night matches with local high-speed guys from nearby bases. She is an avid Russian history buff and can talk with anybody about World War II through the space race. So earlier this year, I used my work bonus to buy her a Kalashnikov KP 9mm. Jessie, which is her name, has given up her time on two weekends this year to teach other women how to shoot Mm -hmm. and some special events in 2020. On top of this, she is an honor roll student in her second year of early college. She just had her 16th birthday on December 22nd. Wow. Two-year college, and she's 16? She's a genius. That's amazing. (laughs) He sent in a picture, too. Uh, He says, I took an image below, uh, getting her ready to shoot a stage with her KP9. I asked her if she was ready. And if you look at the picture, she's just like, (laughs) she's got an intense look on her face. says, I don't know about you, but she looked ready to me. Yeah, she looks like she tore it up. Uh, also posted a couple of recent score sheets. So so very Aww. good. So I am putting both uh, yes. Leadhead Brett and Jesse uh, on Lead Force One as our Leadhead Brigade heroes. So very, good. very good. Promoting, awesome. spreading, you know, the good, the goodwill of our community. So that's awesome. Well, and seeing somebody so young too, right? That's yeah. right. That's and amazing. smart. 16, mm-hmm. and she's already, what, two years? Is that what you said? Two year, Second year of early college. Mm-hmm. And she likes history, and we need we need kids to oh, like history oh, so yeah. that we don't repeat this crap later, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Idiot. So those are my heroes, definitely. I'm more of the positive optimist, so I love hearing... I like that you do the Jack Wagons first and the heroes after, just because I like to close that out with. Yeah, you end on a good. you know a good note. Mm-hmm. A good note, and that and that was you know the I used to just do the Jack Wagon train, and then it was a it was a leadhead that recommended like, hey, once you have honor heroes yeah. too and, and balance yeah. it, I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. So I it's had a, a contest uh, for the leadheads. All right, here's a contest. Name this. Name the segment. And name the the vessel that they'll be, you know, getting uh, a ride on. And there was anything from limousines to like a motorcade <laughs> to. And I let them vote on it, and that's they picked Leadhead Brigade Heroes and Lead Force One. Now like the it. the pilot of Lead Force One, I don't talk about him much, but um, there was a whole slew of people that were up for nomination for the pilot, like uh, Chuck Yeager. The mm-hmm. the guy from Independence Day, uh, Eddie Cousin Eddie, whoever that guy yes. was. <laughs> he, yes, they had <laughs> they had him up for the the pilot uh, and the ghost of Charlton Heston was <laughs> was nominated and that's who won <laughs> the ghost of Charlton Heston uh, won as the the pilot of Lead Force One. So um, my leadheads have a sense of humor. I love it. So I think I think that's a good one to end on. Uh, let's let's end on that. I want to get into to talking uh, about Karen and shoot like a girl. 
mm-hmm. your your organization. So Karen, talk about Shoot Like a Girl, how this came about, how you got involved, you know, what what started you in this? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So um, I am married to Todd now, but I was previously married. And I, as a youth, never shot. I didn't even know shooting sports was a thing. I thought only military and police had guns, and that was it. And when um, when I was in my late 20s, I found myself in a, in a bad, bad time in my life. I was getting divorced. I had two young boys. And my friends are like... Uh, we're not going to let you sit around and mope. We're going to take you shooting. And I was like, you're going to take me what? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And camping, by the way. And so I woke up one morning on uh, the backside of Pikes Peak Mountain. And I walked out and I took it. It's the first time I felt like everything was going to be okay. And then they had guns and bows. And I never will forget, we were shooting a Gatorade bottle. And I shot the Gatorade bottle, a little orange cap popped off. And I just kept drilling that cap. And every time I hope that hit that cap, it was like a feeling that I hadn't had about myself in forever. Mm. I felt good about myself. It was self-satisfying. And I grew in confidence. And I was I had a professional career. I worked for the Army as a civilian. And I was very put together, so to speak. And didn't even realize I'd lost my confidence. And shooting sports helped me regain it. And then they had bows. And I shot a bow too, and I was really good at it. And so my kids spent one week with their dad and one week with me, and that was great for my kids, but sucked for me, honestly, as a mom. And so I went, I had negative $22. I took my credit card. <laughs> I went, and I'll never forget that. Like, it's going to be a chapter. Negative 22, yeah, that's, that's negative awesome. Negative $22. <laughs> and I went, my, I took my credit card, and I bought myself a bow. And I found this whole new family of shooting sports enthusiasts that took me in and I just started shooting. And every day when my kids were with their dad, I'd go to the range and it, it really just became my passion. And I felt like every single woman, if they had the chance just to try it, not to spend days at it, not to spend hours, a few minutes, just try it, just pull the trigger, hit the target and feel good. And they would become participants. And that was my theory. And we launched the company. I launched the company in 2008. And um, we've been at it ever since. And it's gone great. And the theory works. Um, we have 76% of our of our guests because they're free. We're a business. We're a for-profit business. Okay, allegedly. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always say allegedly. <laughs> but we, we don't charge our women for anything. They, we don't charge them for our newsletter. We don't charge them to go inside the trailer and shoot. We do all that through the help of our generous corporate partners. Um, and that's really a big key to me because you're not going to try something new. If I'm like, oh, you're going to love shooting. Come on. It's just $5. Right. I'm, like, I'm not giving you $5 to go try something new. Um, but when it's free, they are very interested. So it's just been great. We've been able to grow the number of women in shooting sports. We've had that same impact that I had when I got a shot. We get testimonials all the time of women who um, really thought they couldn't do it. Or God forbid, we've had many um, women that were victims of, of gun violence or saw gun violence. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about the courage. Talk about heroes. You, it takes a lot of courage to overcome a fear like that. And they go in and they they participate with us and then they become shooting sports enthusiasts and just because they get to look at it from an entirely new new light. And so um, that was a theory. We started out archery for a few years and then added 
added this trailer one, um, which was pulled with a Ford F-350. Um, and then I bought a Freightliner a few years later and upgraded our trailer to a full-size trailer. And I just bought my truck. I bought a brand new Freightliner, which I'm so excited about because it was, um, it's just, it's like a top of the line Freightliner to use. It's got about 250,000 miles on it, which for a semi is low. Um, but it's, it's really great truck and, and we got it wrapped in true timber and, yes. uh, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and, um, it's just, so, it looks, it looks badass. Pardon it, my language. It does. No, it, it's really badass. Totally. Um, and it deserves it right there. <laughs> now you said when you first started out, it was, it was archery. You, you focused on archery. Was it just local where you were or how did you? No, I traveled. I traveled to Las Vegas. So it's always been traveling. So I, when I started out, I knew that archery, because I became an archer. So like I, I shot, I don't want to be one of those people that like back in I was, but I won the Colorado state championship when I lived there back in the day. And, um, because archery became really my second life. And so I'd go to all these tournaments and there'd be women spectators there, but not women participants. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that if I took this concept to where women already had a kind of introduction into shooting sports, they'd be more willing. And so we went to archery tournaments all across the um, country. Um, I literally, my husband was deployed. So my dog Casey and I would load my husband's truck up with bows, targets and buckets and buckets of t-shirts. I am a bucket I have a bucket fetish. I'm sorry, like those little pubs. <laughs> we took them all to the. I'd take them. I'd like those things them. you get at Walmart. Those big, those big. Uh, plastic yeah, like tubs. a Rubbermaid bucket. Yeah. Like huh? I, I think I've bought buckets every year of the company. <laughs> but we just, um, I, I didn't have partners. You know, people really. The industry said uh, it's a good idea, but we're not giving you money for that. Mm -hmm. And so, literally, the first four years of the country company um we paid our way through our t-shirt sales and we were lucky that people really enjoyed our t-shirts and liked the liked the attitude you know shoot like a girl's not supposed to be look at me i'm a girl i'm a girl right. it's really supposed to be an attitude of yeah that's right i'm a girl and we don't want to be um you know we don't try to be better than men either we we really am, appreciate our male counterparts in our lives and we just want to be able to try it and do it as well so anyhow that's that started archery and then when we added firearms we kind of exploded um because the reach and then recently in the last since the really since um the 44 president i guess you know we had we had gun sales going out the roof mm -hmm. and that their gun rights were going to get taken away and it really is a very diverse group of women that come in and they're all concerned about their personal safety and their ability to protect themselves yeah. and so although I never started shoot like a girl with that thought of becoming you know somebody's step to defend themselves it's really what we've become and we're kind of the trusted source I think, for women right now in the industry as getting you know good solid information on how to be safe with their firearm how to be safe when hunting how to enjoy hunting um and how how to go out and shoot a bow and have have a good time at it so it's a lot of fun so this this big new rig that you guys have um talk about the the features and and how you've got that set up and uh, right where so are you going with that 
it's pretty cool. So you can find our schedule at shootlikeagirl.com backslash events. Um, but it we're going to 20 different locations this year. We're calling it our Home of the Brave Tour. Um, and we're doing another thing because companies should give back. And so this year with every stop, we're going to go into that local community and we're going to find a local charity for either law enforcement, healthcare workers or veterans. And we're going to donate $100. It's not a lot of money, but it's enough to, uh, I mean, it's what we can, we, we can give back to the company, sure. communities that we go. Um, but we're going all over. We start out in Fort Myers and on 6th and 7th February, and, and it's going to be a great tour. The trailer, it's really the self-contained ability to shoot a gun, a, a pistol, a rifle, and a bow. So mm -hmm. our participants walk in. We have NRA or USCCA certified instructors that will walk them through how to, they really introduce them. They're not giving them education that they can go out and be proficient shooters for the first time. It's an introduction. Mm -hmm. And so they get a chance to correctly shoot a pistol um, and a rifle. We use an AR platform, which we love. Um, and then we live fire archery, um, but just like from five feet so that they get it a feeling of the power that they can actually draw that bow back and shoot it. And then outside, this is where the magic happens for our firearms industry. Outside of the trailer, we have a gun counter with all deactivated firearms. So they're, they're not capable of firing a projectile while they're on our trailer, but ladies can go through and literally compare side by side. I, I think we have 13 firearm manufacturers right now, each of their, several of their firearms and see what that's like for them. And then with COVID, I feel like I'm talking fast with COVID. No, you're fine. We, we started a um, new procedure because we, we had to limit um, the number of people in the trailer used to, the trailer would be completely packed with mm -hmm. those loved ones that are watching their kids. Is that of your own volition or did, are you doing that per whatever state you're in? Well, so we want to practice the social distancing. So like I, um, whether I agree with what the, what the requirements are or not, where it comes to my business, it really doesn't matter. I want to be respectful of anyone that may have an opinion to the, they don't want to be social. They want to be social distanced. So we, most states have a capacity. So we're in a very tight um, container, like it's a 53 foot semi tractor trailer. And so there's not a lot of airflow in there. We have great air conditioning, um, but it's just, it's the right thing to do for the health and the protection of our staff and our guests. So they go in, um, singularly now so we have one person on the pistol and rifle side and one person on the archery side so we'll have four people total then outside we have ladies waiting in line socially distanced um but we were like what are we going to do with these ladies while they're waiting here well we started doing product demonstrations and so mm. it's really cool so like our friends at thermosel we can do it like have you all ever heard of a thermosel or have you, do you know how to clean a gun do you know mm -hmm. how to lock your gun we so we implemented all of these um product demonstrations and kind of safety trainings that we can do. Um, talk a lot about pepper spray, which has been really cool because um, we added pepper spray this last year with Sabre. And I tell you what, that's a exactly mm -hmm. such a great tool for women. Like every woman should have a pepper spray. Every woman should have a gun. And I've I got one. Pepper. I got pepper spray. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody should have pepper spray. It's good to have. Well, so we, 
we just had a little class and um uh, chuck i'm i'm not going to remember his last name but one of the things you think about with pepper spray you know we we walk out of a mall or we walk out of some area and there's a point where you can no longer retreat back into the location and be safe mm -hmm. and you feel fearful well you you know you're not going to draw your gun just because you feel fearful if you're caring but you could always have that pepper spray in your hand on your keychain ready to go at any second mm -hmm. and so it's a great you know kind of first deterrent um to to feel more safe and more secure especially if you're on a college campus where kids can't take guns like it's just a great thing right. for, for women to have and a knife I'm, I'm a big proponent every woman should have their own own knife <laughs> are you going to add that to your to your shoot like a girl uh, um, repertoire you're going to add knives yeah so we have a partnership with sog knives and um i really want to do the same thing we've done for the gun industry in terms of knives um we're we're friends with the knife rights groups and mm -hmm. i didn't know that you know, state to state, there's so many different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just oh like my guns. God, it's craziness. Yeah. yeah. It's craziness. But, like, literally, um, maybe not as an ev everyday carry for personal defense as a knife, but really as a utilitarian tool to be confident in what you're doing and have the ability to fix something if you want to, whether it's, you know, you've got a package and you want to open that package or you, you know, have a splinter and you want to get the splinter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a million uses for a knife. And um, I, I'm very, not that I don't appreciate men, but we should be independent and able to take care of ourselves if we have to. Because unfortunately, our loved ones aren't always around to, to be our our heroes right so right. be your own hero know how to do things yourself and and be confident well a knife that. is uh, you know such a a small item to to care uh, to carry as well and easy um yeah but yeah i mean it, it when you lose the ability for the pepper spray or the the gun it gets that close quarters then you know the knife is definitely something that uh, comes in handy so i agree yeah karen karen i have to say i going through um the whole, I went just as a spectator, right? I just went through your booth and I went through the training, both with pistol, rifle, and bow. And I think one of the things that stood out to me the most was I was confident going in. I've shot a pistol, I've shot a rifle, I've shot a bow. But as somebody looking into it who might not have ever done that, the ability to go in somewhere and not be in front of a crowd, to not be um, all eyes on you, but just to be able to focus not on people watching you, but focus on what you are doing, what an instructor is showing you, and not feel like you are on display. Right. It made a huge difference. Just even for me, with the confidence that I already had, it made a difference walking in. It made me slow down. It made me listen more. It made me um, comfortable completely. Um, but being also in that short quarters, being able to take a shot that's only five feet or being able to do the gun um, shooting to have success in that was also something that I took away with me as being something in a positive light. And I loved going through it. I loved the instructors that you had in there. Um, I don't know. It was just something that 
it was encouraging to me to see that other women who, like you said, might be afraid of guns, that might um, not have an understanding of them. It was a safe place for them to do that. And so I appreciate the idea that you've come up with and I see the value in it. Um, so I'm glad that you, that y'all do this. Thanks very much. I, I have to tell you, so I did have a great idea, but what makes it work is really that team of instructors that we yes. put together and, you know, we travel across the country. We, we have enormous cost to our, our business. We fly six women in, we pay our instructors. We are a business, so we don't take volunteers. I'm a firm believer, um, men and women, but especially women, you know, you should be valued for what you, mm -hmm. what you provide. You need to be paid for your work and volunteering is great, but at some point, you know, you also need to make a living or make a supplement living. But our instructors, um, they do it without being paid, all of them. Um, but they are just incredibly talented at making each person feel like they're the most special person in the world at that very given time. And we're just very fortunate to have such great women, team of women instructors that work with us. And our chief of staff, uh, Krista Forrester, she's been a great asset to our company um, she's very highly credentialed instructor, but she also has a great business acumen. And I've been very fortunate to have her on the team. And it's just great. I always I always reflect back. I mean, I have to, I, I'm very thankful. I, I started out with my husband's pickup truck and a rack, rickety rack of bows. And now I have all these magnificent corporate partners, a freight liner semi truck mm -hmm. that's fully loaded in a, and a wrap semi trailer that um, really does a lot of good, but it didn't happen by it didn't happen just because of me. It really was a great team of people and my husband and my family that supported it. And it, it makes me nostalgic to think about where we've come and to hear you say what an experience you had. It just mm -hmm. it really makes me it just makes me happy. I mean, it's it's great to have a business where you can actually change people's lives. We got on our door. We have changing lives one shot at a time. And I really think that's what we do at Shoot Like a Girl. We're, we're yeah. all about just trying to empower those women. It's, it's, it's fun. Well, and there's no rush, right? There's no, each woman walking through that door has a different story. Each woman, whether they are somebody who has never experienced guns at all, bad or good, can walk through that door and feel comfortable. Someone who has experienced a negative, whether it is, um, you know, having a first responder in their home or having a military family member who has lost their life or, you know, their suicide. There's there's so many different negative aspects to guns and bows that being able to walk through and not be rushed, have an instructor who can meet you where you are, because that is the key to it, is feeling out each woman as they come in and figure out where they are and then meet them there and take it as slow or as as fast as they can take it. And I think that that is key and your instructors do a great job of that. Talk about the, um, the and you may have done this, and I may have missed test shots and test fights. Yep. So test shots is the actual process of taking the shot with the um, pistol and with the AR platform rifle. And so literally 
we go over stance, grip, side alignment, trigger squeeze, a little bit of breath control, um, how to rack the slide, how to, you know, um, close the bolt on the AR. Um, and then on the archery side, we teach a technique that helps people um, overcome what they think is a weakness to draw the bow back. And so we use some varied techniques that teach them to use their total back muscles to pull that bow back instead of just trying to power through it with the strength of their arms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really, that's the same technique we use on racking a slide. Um, but it it really does, um, it really is cool to watch them. And it's not very long. It's 10 shots with the pistol, 10 shots with the rifle, and then as many arrows from as many different bows as we can get them to shoot. And, uh, and then they're out the door to that gun counter, which that's... The um, when they're doing the shots, you have a simulator that you're using, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about talk about the simulator that you're using because so it, because in today's anchor. environment with ammo being as expensive as it is, mm -hmm. a lot of people are wanting to get into, um, you know, like the the simunition or the simulated um, yep. action well, of the firearms. Check out Embarrass Training Solutions because that's where our simulator comes down. It's a little expensive. Spell that. Uh, N I N V E R I S. Okay. Inveris Training Solutions. So um, that company um, has been making. They just rebranded, re renamed. So they they've adopted a fat system to another system to now this Inveris um but that's the system that the military uses. We use a untethered version. They have tethered versions. Um, sometimes it's as expensive as a house, but they do have some less expensive <laughs> models. And mm -hmm. it's a really good training tool if you use it as a training tool. The thing with when we bought that simulator and when we were just getting ready, so the trailer's leaving next week to go get a brand new one, which is exciting. Nice. Um, but when, um, when we looked for a system, I really wanted a system that had three components. I wanted it to have um, shot recognition accurately. I wanted it to have sound and I wanted it to have recoil. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of systems that have two of those, but not very many systems have three of those. And if you really want a realistic scenario, you need to have all three of those um, in, your, in your portfolio. And it's just been it's just been incredible. It's it's a lot of fun. And now we don't get full recoil. So you, if we had tethered system, we'd get a little more recoil. But we get about eighty five percent. But that's it's an actual frame of a Glock. Like it's not a it's it's not a toy. Sure. It really is the real thing. So and yeah. and it operates the same. So for example, it's so intuitive. Let's say that during the process, the client or the guest racks the slide. She gets excited and she thinks, I'm going to rack the slide. Well, it ejects a round. Mm -hmm. And so the system knows that that round was ejected. So it's now only going to shoot nine rounds instead of 10 rounds. And so it's very, it's really a lot of, it's cool. If you don't insert the magazine all the way, the firearm's not going to operate. So we can teach, you know, making sure that that magazine is seated in there. So it's just, it's fun, 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 fun. Yeah, very nice. So that really gets them, gives them a realistic uh, feel and an opportunity for the guns. Like you were saying, you've got uh, you've got all those different models out there that they can, you know, mm -hmm. like trying on shoes. You know, see which one yeah. fits your hand. That's what I always like in you know finding your gun. It's it's just like finding a, oh. a fair pair of shoes because everybody's got different size hands, just like that. You know, you just said that, and that was my other. Um, I know I don't want to go backwards, but my Let's other. What's your, what's your 
thing you're mad at? What do you call that? The jack, jack wagon. wagons. The jack wagon. It's yeah. never. I think, I think, it's I've never too late to do a jack wagon. I, I've heard. Yeah. So the jack wagon. It was um, for helpful loved ones to go buy their loved one a gun. Yes. Don't do it. Don't. That is a pet peeve of mine too because they're trying to be helpful, but a gun. You wouldn't go buy shoes. Go you with go, buy them, a go purse. with them and buy them again. Yeah. You wouldn't go buy them a dress. No. Mm. Well, buy I would. them a gift card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take them, them on the experience. Take yeah. them to a gun range where you can try out yeah. a whole all these different kinds. Because yeah, like you said, it fits one hundred percent differently. My my carry permit instructor had I don't know how many he had laid out and he was a family friend, which was an added benefit, but he said, we aren't leaving until we find what fits you and what you feel comfortable shooting. Because if you don't feel comfortable shooting it, you're not going to go out and shoot it. And then you're not going to be confident in it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to carry it. You're not going to want to utilize it. And then you have done all of this for nothing and you're not going to be safe. I mean, we've got all these safety measures put in place that you can you can have, but this is one that yeah. if you take the time and you put the time in and you find what you can use, you can actually really enjoy yeah. shooting. We, we find that most of the ladies that buy for self-defense end up becoming recreational shooters. Mm-hmm. But we also recommend that they buy a twenty-two because you really, really need, if you've purchased a gun for personal defense, you really need to shoot it enough to where you build muscle memory. Yeah. And most people, even, well, now especially with the ammo shortage, but pre- previously, most people aren't going to go shoot their 9 millimeter enough time to to like average person to build that muscle memory, mm-hmm. but you can build that same muscle memory with the 22 so that God forbid you ever have to use your firearm for self-defense, your muscle memory will take over when your mind kind of goes into a little mm-hmm. bit of panic. You'll be able to complete those tasks and, and, and with a 22 with the rim fire, especially it's going to malfunction more than your center fire. And so if it does, you're going to learn what to do. If you, mm-hmm. you know, get a stovepipe, but how you, what do you got to do? You know, tap rack and go and, and get right back to it yeah. versus getting stuck. Like, and it doesn't, Panic. you don't, or you don't seat the magazine. So you keep your mm-hmm. magazine and your, your ammo and your gun stored separately. You hear somebody break in the middle of the night and you go and grab your gun and you don't seat your magazine so- solid enough because you panicked because mm-hmm. there's a bad guy coming towards you. It's you have to practice a lot and build that muscle memory. And we stress that a lot at the trailer, too. We really promote firearm safety as much as we can um, because it's an it's really the ultimate responsibility. And that responsibility lies solely on the gun owner. Mm -hmm. This is one possession that you have that is really all you. What what happens to that firearm, how it's stored, if it gets stolen, it's all you. What happens to those bullets? Yeah. (laughs) After you right, shoot that yeah. bullet, you're still responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Correct. No matter where Correct. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, we stress that too. So you guys are on tour uh, starting in February. You're going to be in Fort Myers, Florida. Then you're going to go uh, to Daytona, Florida. Then yeah, you're going to head on head on to Texas uh, mm-hmm. in March and April. And it's like you're going to hit Wichita, Kansas. I call it Wichita. Yeah. 
Wichita. 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 So I'm excited for that because we're doing a turkey hunt for um, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's while we're there. So we Heck did, yeah. we did nice. one of their experienced turkey hunts. So we're taking, I think, uh, eight ladies turkey hunting. It's going to be great. That will be That'll awesome. Be and then you're going to head on up to Iowa in May, uh, Indiana mm-hmm. in May, June. You're going to be in Georgia. Uh, you're yeah. going to be in Pennsylvania in June. July, yeah. August look to be open. I noticed you don't have Tennessee on here. So, we, so might, we, we might need to work that out, girl. We might need to work that out. So in July, we were waiting. So we'll be out at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. We've mm-hmm. got to get that updated. But we're going to go out to their elk camp. Um, and the total archery challenge is going on at the yeah. same time. And then um, we're just waiting. So I'm not going to go to where there's protest. And so protest and COVID are our two travel considerations. Yeah. And so like we were supposed to be in Portland last year, right when they took over the city. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, let's see. And then September, you're going to be in Missouri and Colorado, New Mexico, in Texas back in October. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we stay south good... in the winter and north. In... I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's plan. Smart. That's part of your travel consideration too, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Not only have... the political weather, but the actual weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have a question. Depending on, do you get any punchback depending on states? Or are you mostly welcome so I will tell you in some of the most, what we would consider anti-gun states, we have the biggest turnout okay. um, because the people are thirsty for knowledge. They're mm-hmm. thirsty for information and they want to learn. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. That's like kind of like the COVID restrictions. Honestly, it's very disparate how state to state people can buy, purchase a gun and mm-hmm. exercise their second amendment. And so we, we've learned a lot over the years about some of these states and it's, it's yeah. just a different situation. I always tell people, you know, we've got room in Alabama. Come on. <laughs> Come it's, on. It's just like when you, uh, you know, you, you tell your kids they can't do something and you, forbid them to do it their curiosity just grows even more they want to do it more so when you show up in these uh, anti-gun states you know they're like oh you know we don't see that very often let's go check that Mm -hmm. out right but that's another thing i will tell you it's just frustrating that the guns have such a bad reputation because Mm -hmm. we used to teach firearm safety in schools and one of my favorite things to do at the trailer is talk to youth about um gun safety and i'll ask them i'll ask their parents first can i can I talk to your child and can I ask them some questions? And so I tell them, I, I run a scenario like, okay, so you just, um, you play video games and they're like, yeah, I play video games. I play Fortnite. Well, you know, that one gun that really costs the most money. It's really cool. Yeah. The sniper. Yeah. You like that sniper, right? Yeah. All right. Well, if you're, if you're at your friend's house and their dad or their mom just got one of those snipers and your friend says, come on in the bedroom, let's go see it. What are you going to do? And then we let the kid answer. Most of the time, the kid's not going to go in the bedroom. But then I say, okay, well, you're playing video games, and your friend really wants you to see it. And he goes and gets that gun Mm. and brings it to you to show it to you. And then I'll hold my hand up with my finger pointing at them like it's a toy gun. And I'll say, he he really wants you to see. He's saying, look, look, don't you like this gun? Look at it. What are you going to do? And the kids don't know all the time. 
that should be something that every kid should know. They should know that they need to run away, tell an adult, you know, leave. And so we, we get that opportunity time and time again, not only to educate them, but educate their parents because their parents are like, well, we have a gun at home, but they know not to touch it. Well, that's not enough (laughs) firearm safety. And our industry does such a good job of promoting it. Um, but unfortunately, there's circumstances that we all know with social media, with the with the te- traditional media, that message isn't getting through the way it mm-hmm. should. Um, and so we really focus on firearm safety and and sharing that message with as many people as we can, so that they are safe, responsible gun owners. It's it's simple to do. Mm-hmm. It is very simple to be a safe, responsible gun owner, but you just got to get that information. And they're not getting it, not because they want to be unsafe, or they they just don't know. Don't they don't know. don't judge me in my background here. If you can see, don't judge me. <laughs> I have no we kids. Had, we have had neighbors who have reached out to us, knowing that we are gun owners, and they have said, "Hey, can our can we come by?" Can we come by? Because we don't have one, but we want our kids to know what it looks like. And we want our kids to know um, what safety around a gun looks like. And we have told our kids from day one, if there's a gun on the table, is it loaded or unloaded? What's the correct answer? And the correct answer is always it's loaded. Always. Yeah. And uh, and it is, um, you know, our kids, our kids are not curious about it because they've had their hands on it. They right. have been educated in it. It's not taboo. It's not, oh, let's go get it behind our parents' back. Yeah. It's because it is it's common knowledge. They right. they know that if they want to touch it, if they want to um, learn about it, that we will create a situation right then and there where they can touch it, they can look through it, they can put it in their hands in a safe manner. And it's not this let me let me ask you let me ask you ladies this and I may edit this out <clears throat> it just depends on how it goes but so I mean you think back in the in the early days in the you know the 50s and mm-hmm. and like sex education and you know it was taboo and they didn't mm-hmm. really talk about it there, you know there was no educational in in the schools about it um, and but as as the years progressed you know it's it's in school now. It's like a mm-hmm. mandatory thing, and they're they're you know they're handing out birth control, you know, and and yeah. and stuff like that. Do you think that eventually firearms will get that sort of? We we used to have it, Eddie Eagle, Eddie Eagle. The the police mm-hmm. office would come in and they would go through the Eddie Eagle program and teach about firearms. And um, you know the NRA was founded on training, education, and safety, and then later came the political side of the NRA, but really their, their foundation mm-hmm. is training and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at their history and that program is still one of the best programs out there on. In, but is it still being used in schools? No, no it's, it's not. not. It's, it was taken out. So my grandson, my grandson's turning nine this month and he knows about firearm safety. But when we first started talking about guns, he's being talked to differently about firearms in his classroom. Yeah. And so it was just so frustrating. That's, that was kind of my point about the sex is, you know, the sex education, all that, you know, parents were like, no, you don't talk to my kids about that. You know, that's, that's something that we do and you know, it's our responsibility, but eventually, you know, it, 
got indoctrinated into school mm-hmm. curriculums and programs and so what do you do you think that that was a good thing that they did that with sex education and well i i think it's a great analogy i think that i i think that no matter what we really need to bring firearm safety training back to schools or we need to have public safety announcements. So we have mm-hmm. we have public safety announcements on drugs, mm-hmm. on yeah. meth. Maybe on drugs would be a better sex. example. There you go. On sex, we have it on sex, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. have we have you know STDs on TV all yeah. the time, talking about AIDS all the time, but we don't talk about firearm safety, and it's just frustrating. You know the the people that aren't in favor of guns, those anti-gunners, they cloak themselves around firearm safety, but what are they really doing for firearm safety? That's really how you can look at an organization and know if this is one that I want to get behind or not, because they're not doing a thing for it. Um, Our industry through the NSSF, through the NRA, through USCA, CCA, they they all have great, yes, they all have great programs for firearm safety. Uh, I mean, one of my, one of a good book for really little toddlers, um, is, um, Julie Golub's book. Um, a, a gun is a tool, I think. Or something. Yes. I've heard of that. Yeah. It's a great, great little, great little book. So, so one of the other things we do at the trailer and Amy mentioned this with her kids is the guns always loaded. Mm-hmm. So I will take snap caps and I will load a magazine with, uh, two snap caps. I'll show the child, here's the magazine, and they can see the snap cap sitting on that. I'll put it in. If we pulled the trigger, this would eject, and that snap cap flies out. It ejects. It's gone. Now the slide's closed. I drop the magazine, but I hide the round, or I hide it so they can't see that it's empty, and I ask them, is the gun loaded or unloaded? And to see the shock on their face if they say unloaded, and then I pull it back and show that Mm -hmm. that round in the chamber that freaks them out so um it's a great little tool to do test to do with your kids is just yeah. you know but yeah that's excellent i like that i like that so well at your trailers uh you do you just get women or do you just allow women or do can children come and men as well so we have a 16 year age limit to shoot only because it's an actual frame of a firearm and we don't want them confused with what they have at home. Um, And we encourage their parents to get them involved, but that's really a parental decision, not a decision between me and their child. Um, Men, we've had a lot of men this last year. We had a ton of men because families are buying a firearm for home defense. And Mm -hmm. so we would let men and women shoot um, inside the trailer this last year. And we continue. We've never discriminated. We tell them, like, we have guys that want to come shoot and they shoot all the time. And I'll be like, it's really to try to get women involved in shooting. But if you want to, you can. And most of them are like, no, we'd rather her go. Um, Right. Most of them. Yeah. But we let them shoot. So um, was that everything that you want to talk about on that? I think we'll probably get to some of this stuff in the questions, and that'll lead to other stuff, too. Did you not like the answer? Do you want it to be an answer? I love the answer. (laughs) No, that was a great answer. That was a great answer. Yes. So we'll go to some listener questions here. And first one comes from Dickie the Third, and I think several people have similar questions. So I have a daughter and a son. Should I take into consideration any different different differentiating approach? Didn't word that well. Anyway, 
what's the approach that you should take versus a daughter and a son on introducing mm-hmm. them to firearms? Is it the different technique or is it the same technique, would you say? It, it, it's the same technique. I would encourage them, though, um, for racking a semi-automatic pistol, right? A lot of men will rack a pistol using their thumb and their index finger to pull it back. And a lot of women and girls don't have the strength. Mm-hmm. And so we teach the C-clamp, right, and a push-pull. Um, so I that's the only technique difference. Otherwise, where safety is concerned, where proficiency is concerned, it's, shooting sports is really the great equalizer in terms mm-hmm. of ability. You don't have to be physically fit to be a competitive shooter. You could be an athlete and, and not be physically fit. You have handicap. Um, there's so many ways to adapt. Um, so I would not treat your daughter and your son different. Now, I would say if there's fear, though, like let's either one of your children could have mm-hmm. fear, whether it's a boy or a girl, don't dismiss the fear, especially for wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Don't dismiss it. So if they say, I'm scared, our our answer as gun owners and people that, that participate in the sport, there's nothing to be scared of, right? But that doesn't help them feel better. Right. And so when we have women at the trailer that are fearful, we acknowledge that fear. I say, good. I'm glad you're scared. That's going to help you be a more responsible gun yes. owner. Fear, so, fear instills respect. So you respect yes. the firearm that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes us responsible. And, you know, having a son and a daughter and taking them to the gun range, I, my daughter's a better shot than my son. Um, there, She's more proficient in in her ability to to take a more perfect shot than my son is. And so I would say um, don't have an expectation that she is going to be um, or that he's going to be better than she is. Your expectation should be for both of them to be educated in shooting. And then whatever comes from that comes from that. But I, I think that expectations shouldn't be higher for one or the other or lower for one or the other. Frijole Breeze. My 18-year-old daughter has hunted with me, been exposed to shooting since she was younger, and plans to own firearms herself as soon as she can. She knows the safety basics, but do you have any tips that an old fart of a father may have forgotten or may not think of having had um, no experience being a young female. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy, but I'm sure he knows these. Always treat a gun like it's loaded. Always keep your muzzle pointed in a safe direction. Always keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot. And always know your target and what's beyond your target. It's that simple, folks. Yeah. And always secure your firearm when you are not using it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if he's talking about, I mean, those are the basics, right? Those are anything on the side of that I think would be comfort. Like what holster would work best for her in being able to use it in um, a safe manner. Like those are all the details that come from trying things out and things like that. But those basics, it's the same for everybody. And that leads to my question is, you know, when it comes to the gear, because the majority of the gear that's out there is designed for a male, you know, male physiques and bodies. 
But I do know that there are more and more companies that are getting involved with female-specific gear. What are some of those companies that you've been dealing with? So we work with crossbreed holsters, um, and they make a very comfortable holster for appendix carry. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you, so one of the things, one of my instructors, I used to hate to carry appendix just because I felt like when I sat down, that was just an uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. And literally for women, just scooch that gun over towards more towards the center of your belly button. You can still draw easily. Um, but that's a little tip, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they make great, they make some um, belly band holsters mm -hmm. as well. And then GTM Originals, the um, concealed carry off-body bags. Off-body carry is a big responsibility yes. um, because you have to make that off that bag, that purse, you have to make it part of your body now. Like it cannot leave your body. It has right. to stay in your body. But these GTM original bags, they've got steel straps and they have a pocket specifically identified that holds a holster Velcroed in there. Um, and so that that makes it very safe for off-body carry. Um, and it's a good option for some women that don't have... I carry any. in a bag also. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It's a great carry option. Yeah. I, think, I think it's... Um... I don't think that anybody should be afraid of getting something and it not working and taking it back. Like find what works for you. Find what, and that goes back to don't buy it for your significant other. Go with them or encourage them to go and try out different things. But if you're buying online, it's kind of like buying clothes online. It's not always going to work. So don't be afraid to take it back. Don't be afraid to send it back yeah. and and keep trying. But you gotta things. you gotta train. So if you're gonna if that's gonna mm -hmm. be your your main mode of carry, then you've got to go to the range with that bag. Yes. And you have you have to go to a range that will allow you to do it because a lot of ranges won't allow you to mm -hmm. to um, draw from your even draw from your holster. But um, so that's what draw fire is really great for in terms of that's having where a I was headed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dry yeah. fire is always a, a, a good alternative when you can't do the, the live fire, and you can do it at home, I've but go. you got to follow the, the safety procedures. Amy, thank you for taking the time to be on. Appreciate it. I wish I could stay longer. I have absolutely loved this conversation, yeah. Karen. Thank you. You're welcome, Amy. Thank you. You're Reach welcome. out to me on email. Let's get together. We're pretty close. I know we are. We are. So close. Okay, y'all. We're so close. Holler <laughs> at me later. Okay, bye. All right, see you. Bye. She's great. I love her. Mm -hmm, she is. Um, the bag carry. So, yes, definitely um, train the way you carry and go to an environment that, that will allow you to do that. Or if not, there are – hey, I can see you now. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. You haven't been able to see me this whole time. No, I haven't. I just It just now came on, so I don't know what the – with her camera was. I don't know. That was weird. Um, but just like Karen said, you know, uh, dry fire training, we've talked about it on this show many, many times. It's, it's a great, um, use of, of your time, you know, when, when you're at home, but you got to do it safety. You know, there's safety procedures you got to follow for that too. But there's all these other companies that have these, like you said, that, that simulate the action, uh, recoil of a firearm. You can even use your own firearms, um, and you can do all this at home, safely at home. You just have to, you know, be aware and, and make sure that you 
practice the proper safety rules. Yes. Practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice. practice makes yeah. perfect. I don't think there were any, because most of them were basically, how do you train a man versus a woman, uh, daughter versus a son? I mean, it's all pretty much the the same there, I would say. Uh, this one, just somebody being a smartass. Who would win in a shootout, you or Lefty? <laughs> so, we've never shot together, so I, I would say I, I would know. say Karen would. Uh, I don't know what bow or gun. What's the what is the fire? What's the right? What's the what are we shooting? Uh, yeah. Definitely we archery. You would kick my ass, I, and I would say I, I would say nine times out of ten you'd probably kick my ass on uh, on accuracy shooting too. Now if we're doing yeah, a, a twelve pace and then turn and draw, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. no, not me. So I would <laughs> I could not like so if I was a policeman I would be dead a thousand times over because we shoot those scenarios and by the time I pick out who the bad guy is I am already like shot and so I would say um, you'd probably win in anything that was quick stressful draw, that had a stress level to it fast had a uh, but competition where you could aim and take your time and get your good sight picture I'm pretty good yeah. that way yeah I'd say you'd kick my ass no problem but yeah. speaking my, of, my we got to, I was telling you, we got to get you to Nashville. So what, what's the criteria for, I know you said the weather and political, but what's other criteria that you choose your destinations? We plan our Make schedule out every year with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela. So they're our, our major partner and we go to their stores. So we do 17 events for them a year at stores okay. and we plan those out. We're, we're working on 2022 now. We want to release that sooner than later. Um, and we hope that we'll kind of go places that we haven't been. So we, we were in Nashville last year for the NWTF show. Mm -hmm. um, we would have gone back again this year, unfortunately. That was post-virtual yeah. because of COVID. So hopefully we get back to those kind of big events where we can. So you typically um, have it like at the Cabela's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Set, in their seven, parking yeah. lot kind of kind of deal? They're right up front, right under their front awning. Would yeah. you? Do you go to any ranges? So we haven't been to ranges in a long time. We are, my husband and I are going to shoot the gap and grind this year, hopefully. We're gonna go take a class up in your neck of the woods soon, and and uh, learn that I've not long distance shot a lot, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So I wanted to to ask you, uh, especially this past year, you know the the numbers for gun owners or gun purchases, according to stats, and I don't believe a whole lot in stats. I mean, they obviously can be skewed one way or the other, but they're up, they're way up. And a lot of those are brand new, never have owned a firearm before um, gun owners. Are you getting a lot of those in yes. in these areas that you're going? And what's the um, what's the demeanor? Would you say of these people when they're when they're coming to you? So they so where I'd never have seen this before the way we've seen it this year. It is they want to be responsible for their own safety. They are very concerned that the police budgets are being cut, that response times are going down, that violence, um, alleged violence, pro violent protest, all of those things, that their neighborhoods and their communities are not being as safe as they used to be. They have a perception 
real or unreal, I don't know. I don't live in their neighborhood, but they have a perception that their neighborhoods are less safe than they previously were, and they want to be able to defend their lives, uh, their lives and the lives of their family. And that's what we're seeing over again. We've had men this year bringing their wives in like she's, we've talked about gun ownership, like 65-year-old, 70-year-old people she needs to have a gun now because we don't feel safe Yeah, and I'm going to travel and I don't want to leave my wife alone unprotected. And so it's been very um, eye opening in communities in inner cities. We've had um, people from inner cities come and they tell us these tales about how the women of the community are getting together and they're secretly taking firearm education classes and going out and purchasing guns because they don't want their other community members to know that they're doing that. And so it's just been really eye-opening. Um, and we're very fortunate because we're grassroots. Um, we're a national company, but we're a grassroots company. And we get to talk to ladies from all over and their families. That was the other thing this year. It was families. Yeah. You know, where used to, we'd have girlfriends come. This year, it was really family units coming to the trailer. It was, it was remarkable. And I think our industry has this incredible opportunity right now um, to bring people that might think differently than us on all different issues and bring them to that same common core of the Second Amendment and being able to protect themselves and their loved ones. I really think the only way that the Second Amendment is a political issue is to politicians. I think yeah, what absolutely. I've seen no doubt. people it's not a political issue. You know, you can, you, it's a, it's a right. It's a weaponized then, political issue. Yeah. They've weaponized right. it. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I don't see it there in the communities that we visited. So would you say that one area of the country versus maybe another area of the country seemed, it seemed more urgent to them, you know, that, um, no, I think it was urgent everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, this year, past June, um, I would say it was really more urgent everywhere. I think it's the one thing that, um, what the, I I'll tell you this though. So if you watch the news all the time, and I really have stopped watching the news, yeah, I don't. but people that watch the news all the time think that Americans are out there just hating each other. Mm-hmm. But what we didn't, we didn't see that at all. We saw kindness, graciousness. We saw, you know, you could have a guy in a Trump shirt standing next to a guy in a Black Lives Matter shirt while their wives were inside the trailer and they're joking about what's going on inside. They were not angry and evil to each other. They were polite and kind to each other. And right. I think that the majority of Americans are polite and kind and that we've just lost, um, visibility because we're watching the media and the media is reporting what they think is going to get them yeah. ratings commercials. I don't, well, I don't all the more reason why I think the, you know, the quarantines, uh, you know, they've made them so urgent in our, in our society now is it's like, if we keep them away from one another and we dictate and we tell them what's going on, then that's what's going on rather than them getting out and actually seeing, just like you said, you know, you people get out in groups and it's completely different. Uh, story than what's what they're portraying on the news and you know I think I think that plays a, a big part in it <laughs> it reminds me of Al Jazeera right so when when um, our troops went into uh, Iraq right and that very quick in the in the first Gulf War 
and there was the secretary of interior or something for Iraq. I forget who it was, but he's like, the Americans aren't here. They aren't here. They aren't here. And you see the troops rolling right behind <laughs> right. Them. Like, Yeah. It was on live TV. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I feel like our media is doing to us right now. They're trying to. But that know, is exactly the what they are doing. That and is exactly we, we just, what they are doing. I don't think most Americans are falling for it. I, I think that we're just hearing that the, the mi- minority is more vocal than the majority. I, I pray. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think they have feared a lot a lot more people that normally wouldn't be feared into into complying with their uh, quarantine and stay at home and you know thus making it easier for them to dictate scenarios. But um, I think this is a great opportunity. I want to get back to my original question there about um, you know the all the new gun owners that are out there, the first time gun owners, and uh, the diversity that you're seeing with a Trump shirt and a, a Black Lives Matter in your very, you know, rig there in the back of your rig, getting along, talking. Um, uh, this is a great opportunity for us as the 2A community, which my listeners know this. I think that ours is the most diverse community there is, the 2A community, and always has been. But again, we're always portrayed as the Bubba Network, good old boy network, um, uh, you know, the the militia you know, kind of mentality, want to take over and anarchist. and But that's not that's not the truth. Uh, I mean, you prove it probably day in and day out with your truck by getting uh, blacks and whites and the different age groups together. Of course, I know you limit 16 to, to, to whatever, but um, Muslims, Christians, atheists, everyone loves their, their 2A rights. And it's just not portrayed that way, but I think... It, Hopefully, with all these new gun owners, there's going to be a different story to be told here in the you know in the next uh, upcoming future. But it's up to us. This is this is our opportunity to welcome them in and you know share share the range, share safety, and uh, share you know just share the range with everyone. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I think there's diversity. I always tell people it, it's also stereotype diversity. Right. And yeah. so it's not nice to stereotype people, but we kind of do. And so if you think about um, for us, we've literally had city girls, country girls. Um, we've had Jersey girls. You know, you name whatever stereotype you want to think of a girl we've had in the trailer. You know, we've had um, we had um, a group of strippers come in in Las Vegas one time. <laughs> And then right behind them, we had a group of nuns. So like I kind of tell people, we've had strippers to nuns and everybody in between. And they all are just thirsty for knowledge and want to have an experience and and have a good experience with uh, oh shooting. That would make a great picture. If you could get the strippers and nuns together and, yeah. and do a picture. Um, I want to know what your opinion is on gun bunnies. In our industry, do you, do you know what I mean when I say a gun bunny? I, I I well, my husband rodeoed, and so there's a thing called the buckle bunny. Um, Probably the same thing. So um, I have to tell you, I have a I have a policy that I don't ever talk bad about any woman that's participating in shooting sports because. Uh, it takes all of us, and they might appeal to somebody that I might not appeal to to get them to to draw into the sport. And so, um, it's just my—that's yeah. kind of my tact. Now, 
I, I am not going to go to the range in a tank top or shorts. Um, but um, if more to the point of the, you know, the Instagram, uh, the social media where, you know, the, the, the girls are in the bikinis or the, you know, provocative dress with their, their guns. Now, some of them, some of these, you know, so-called gun bunnies are excellent shooters, you know, and I, and again, as long as they are portraying the safety, you know, the training aspect of it, I, I don't really care how they go about it. Uh, again, you know, it's their stick. They got a body. They want to show it, show it. That's great. Um, but you know, it's not for some people, like you said, they appeal to a different, um, demographic. Thank you. Demographic. Then, so, you know, then maybe what we could reach, you know, I don't have yeah. the body for, I can't take my shirt off and six pack guns and, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that kind of stuff. Well, I, I will tell you that as long as they are safe, like what drives me crazy is those pictures that we see that are unsafe. As a matter of fact, we're talking about doing some parodies on those or doing some video, some movies where, um, women are, shooting a gun and like all the things that are wrong about that picture. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's not great when the, they're not really participants and they're just models or actresses because it sure. doesn't break gun safety right now with all these brand new shooters that are coming in, we as gun owners and especially people that are influential in the industry have, a responsibility to make sure that we're promoting that gun safety and and not projecting unsafe gun handling anywhere. And I mean, it's you know, it's it's part of the deal, part of the job. Yeah, absolutely, it's part of being a responsible gun owner. Yeah, very good. So um, now it's time for the talking lead facts to fight the myths. Karen has a. Talking lead, fact to fight the myth. Karen, what is your fact to fight the myth? So my fact to fight a myth is that an AR rifle is not an evil firearm. It actually operates exactly the same way as any other traditional rifle. There is no difference. Very good. Just because it's black doesn't mean it's evil. That's right. Just because you can accessorize it. Yeah. Just because some people call it an assault rifle, improperly call it an assault rifle. Correct. It is not an assault rifle. <laughs> it's not no. an assault rifle. It's, it's not an assault. It's a rifle. rifle. It's a rifle. Yeah, I've have we've had lots of discussions at the trailer because we do have we shoot an AR inside, mm -hmm. and so a lot of women are very apprehensive at first because it's the big scary gun. Yeah, and then they shoot it and they realize, oh wait, it's adjustable, so it's going to fit you really well, so you can shoot accurately. It it can be a little heavy, but we use a Primos shooting stick, so we take some of that weight away. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's so much fun and so easy to operate, and it's not that bad. And you could add a light, you could add a sight, you could add all these things to it and make it really your own custom rifle that works great for you. And, and there's seracoding. Oh you could you could put yeah. a nice coat of paint on there and, ex yeah. <laughs> and make it look really good. Take yeah. it to that and next level can. of coolness. And, oh, by the way, I don't know a lot of women that really like loading magazines time and time again. And so, like, you can load some rounds in there and you can shoot and practice your skills without having to stop every five rounds and reload. Like, it's it's an awesome thing. So, it's a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Less recoil. Just great. They're they're fun guns. And they're and they've become lighter and lighter and lighter too as the technology yeah. and materials has progressed and the d- designs yeah. cutting away extra metal. So they're really really light nowadays. I mean, there's some that have been like yeah. around four pounds or less. That's right. And that lightness doesn't make it more recoil. You can still it still has the great. Um, I, I always get it backwards, um, so your gun technical people will say this, but you know that the way the gas escapes from the gun, it, it really dissipates the recoil, and so you don't have to, yeah. you know, get your And there's bigger. recoil mitigators that you can put on there, you know, that, that yeah. help with that is too. Yeah. Uh, with that anyway. too. That's a great fact That's to fight to myth. Thanks. I like that. That's a very good one. Very good one. So now let's let's hit Karen with the questions. So, what is your earliest memory uh, of shooting a firearm? Yep, my very first time was in my late twenties on Memorial Day weekend on the backside of Pikes Peak Mountain, and it's when I think I told you earlier I shot the. Uh, rifle at a Gatorade bottle and I shot it to where the little orange cap popped off and then I just kept drilling that cap and every time I hit it and it popped in the air I would giggle like a girl (laughs) (laughs) funny but um, I would giggle and I absolutely absolutely loved it and the confidence that it gave me was great do you remember which rifle you were shooting I don't I don't even know yeah. That's like asking me what kind of Corvette my husband drives. I have no idea. It's silver. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Was it a twenty two? You know what caliber it was? No, it wasn't a twenty two. It was um Was it a bolt action rifle or was it a semi auto rifle? I think it was a two seventy. Okay. I really think it was a two seventy. But bolt. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah. Well that's a good one to start off on. Yeah. And you were popping that popping the cap. I was popping the cap. Very nice. It was fun. Uh, and uh, and you mentioned this earlier that uh, you have family members that are military law enforcement. Do you have any military law enforcement background? So I worked for the Army as a civilian, though. So I wasn't a soldier, um, but I was a Department of Army civilian. I retired after 22 and a half years um, to run Shoot Like a Girl full time. But I had a very great career. Um, I worked in military personnel most of my career where I got to take care of soldiers, which was a really honor for me. Um, and then I moved up to be the chief of operations for um, personnel for the Army Material Command and then retired as an XO for um, the chief technology officer. So I had a great career, started out as a GS4, retired as a GS14 and nice. loved every minute of it. Loved Very every minute. Nice. Of it. Yeah. So um, what is your next, you're an archery person, right? you you prefer the archery over the the rifle? Mm, yeah, probably. 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 What uh what is your next piece of kit that you just like just as soon as I get the opportunity I'm going out and I'm going to buy it. It could be a gun, could be a bow, could be a piece of kit. What is it? I'm going to buy ammo. ammo. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Good luck finding no, it. Um, no, if I were going to, so I I don't currently own a 10 millimeter pistol, mm-hmm. but I've shot them several times and I've loved every single 
different kind that I've shot. And so I've told my husband that I would like to have a collection of 10 millimeter pistols. Nice. Like one of them. So one of each. <laughs> Tell exactly. me one each. That's nice. Yeah. Um, trying to remember my questions. When it comes to pop culture and, you know, just relaxing, getting away, escapism kind of deal, what is your go-to, whether it's a movie, a TV show, a book, or uh, some other means? What's what's your escapism? Oh, um, I watch Last Man Standing just because it makes me laugh. Which one is that? Tim That's Allen? Tim, Tim okay. Allen and... You know, he, he works at, he runs like a Bass Pro Shops kind of deal and he's just hilarious. It's very, it, it just, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes of that. It's pretty good. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of time for that. In all honesty, it's really, it's really. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Definitely. Uh, Do you do the social meds much? I, I don't I really I try to get on there because I I watch what our what our company's doing you mm-hmm. know because we have a team that does our social media um, and I make sure it stays with our voice but I um, noticed there's not a lot of pictures of you on there because I was going through true. trying to find a picture of you I was like yeah <laughs> so I do that on purpose so I am the face of the company people remind me of that all the time but I don't want shoot like a girl to be the Karen Butler show about Karen Butler. Because Shoot Like a Girl is really about that experience that we can give to other women. Mm-hmm. And so we try to really share that spotlight, so to speak, sure. with everybody. Um, because there's there's plenty of people out there that are shining the spotlight. But you should on do one in ten at least. Like one in ten one posts in ten. Should, be, should, should have you I'll on tell it. The team. Okay. I'll tell the team. Okay. <laughs> I am. My picture is on the side of the of the truck. The oh, okay. So. <laughs> there you go. That's nice and big exposure. That's big. Yep. I told the guy he had to cut out my back fat. <laughs> <laughs> you got no that. back fat. <laughs> <laughs> so money be damned, laws be damned. What would you own or do? Oh gosh. What a great question. Um, so I I would go hunt red stag in Ireland, Ooh. which I currently can't do because it's against the law in Ireland. You but, can't do but it. But laws be damned. So there you go. Laws be damned. I would go hunt red stag. So my family heritage is Irish. Um, and our crest is a red stag. And so I know that my family lived off of the red stag there. So I would want to go archery hunt, red stag in Ireland, and then feel like I contributed to my heritage. Awesome. That's a great yeah. answer. Thanks. That's probably one of the best answers that we've had for that question. I like that. Yeah, good. I like being the best. <laughs> <laughs> if you could spend the day at the range with, any one person, group of people, whether they're still alive, past, or fictional, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? Well, Todd, for sure. But I um, I would like to spend the day at the range with... 
It could be a historical, could be a fictional. I'm sure everyone would expect me to say something, but I'd say really kind of Teddy Roosevelt just because I'm a big conservation nut, and it yeah. would be nice to um, kind of ask some questions about his theories on conservation and all of that. So maybe Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know. That's a really tough question because there's so many people that if I could go today to the range with them, you I'd could do like, a group. You could do a group of people. So Teddy Roosevelt, who else would you add in there? Oh, well, I'd bring Brenda Valentine just because she's one of my favorite people. She was the first lady of hunting and like was doing this way before any of us. She, she broke all the glass ceilings so women could have a place at the table here. Um, so I bring Brenda Valentine, Teddy Roosevelt, I would bring, I'd bring my dad cause my dad and I never shot together before he passed away. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say that that's probably good. That's yeah. a good mixture right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And Todd, don't forget yeah, Todd. No, you said Todd. He was the first one. Todd, he was like, Todd, the, Todd you were the very first that she mentioned. So <laughs> if you listen to he, this. So, so, you know, he's. Todd really is because I I got introduced to shooting sports to shooting a gun, but Todd really is the one that helped me develop that passion for firearms even beyond because I hadn't even met Todd when I first shot a firearm, and when I met him I was archer I was shooting archer all the time and he and I'd be like come to the range with me he's like I'm a cowboy like I I shoot guns. <laughs> And so we went to the range. I went with him um, shooting guns, and he'd go to the range with me shooting bows. And it was really a great way for us to build this relationship nice together. Bond. Our yeah. was kind of built on on shooting sports. And I'm very lucky because he works hard with me and, and tries to help me be a better shooter every day. So it's good. And he's really great. So he's he was a Marine Corps first sergeant um, when he retired. He's retired Marine. And, um, I tell everybody I'm, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world cause I have my own personal first sergeant. And so <laughs> when there's ever a big dilemma that I have, or I can go to him and I don't know what they do to Marines. Um, but they, they do something. They're a to different them cut, aren't they? Yeah. He is, he will have the clearest crystal clear answer that you'd ever thought. And just, I'm, I think I'm the luckiest woman in the world to, to have him in my corner. That sounds like he's pretty damn lucky too. Yeah, I hope, I hope Karen, so. <laughs> Karen, you did it. You made it through the show. You made it through the, the facts to fight the myth, the jack wagon train, the new guy, new guy, new guy, and sometimes the girl questions, which you did excellent on. Tell everybody where they can uh, check out Shoot Like a Girl, your social media, your website, and coming yep. to a town near you. Yeah, so shootlikeagirl.com, but please, we're, we're stuck in the Instagram algorithm heck yeah so please 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 follow us on instagram um we are slg inc 2 so slg inc 2 um or you can just type shoot like a girl and you'll find us too you'll see our logo to know we've got some spoofers out there There are spoofers out there when i was looking for you i was like it took me a minute to to find the the right one but you go to your website and your website links to it yeah, I'm tracking them down right now. You trust me on that one? Yeah, <laughs> so I hope we, you get them. I don't. We don't. We don't roll over. So we're um, we've got the right people looking into how we fix that. So it's not only trademark infringement, logo infringement, but it's just darn right wrong. And I hate criminals. I 
criminals suck, man. They're just jack wagons. They're jack wagons. They are jack wagons. Yeah. I we used to call them jack pipes, which I don't know if it's the same thing or not. But well, jack wagon came from the gunny. That was like one of his terms, oh, calling people jack ah. wagons. Yeah. 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 So that's how he came up with the jack wagon train. But he actually does the introduction to that. Yeah, I heard. I listened to some of your podcasts today. Oh, okay, cool. I wanted to be prepared. Look at you doing the research. I know. But I didn't listen all the way. I didn't listen all the way to the end for these other questions, or I'd had really scripted answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't do it to every. It's just you know, oh. new guys, new good, guys and girls. Good. Yeah. I'm new. Yeah. Every show is well, a little bit so different. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did a great job, and I really appreciate well, the opportunity. And um, I hope that people can go and look at our schedule and find us. And it's worth the drive. We've had people drive several hundred hours to or several hundred miles to come see us so um if we're in the area stop by and and see us if they if your listeners tell me that they heard us here i'll um tell them to tell krista or karen get a little that something, they heard something. Here. we'll get them something something nice there you go ladheads go you can go to their website it is shootlikeagirl.com and uh under their events and it's got a list of where they're going to be coming to a town near you and I read them off earlier in the show. But uh, hopefully, like I said, maybe we can talk and work something out and get you guys here in, in uh, Tennessee. We've got a big Cabela's here in Tennessee, too. So Yeah, I know. We've been in there. Nashville. Before. Yeah, we've yeah. been there. We would love to have you. And some of these Bass, events that, that Bass, go on. What's that? I think it's Bass Pro in Nashville. Yeah, it's Bass Pro. Yeah. Bass Pro Cabela's. Same thing. You know. They're, they're the same thing. And make sure you go and show some love to all our sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast, Mitchell First Tactical, Caltech, Seal One, Occam Defense Solutions, uh, Factory 47, where you can get your exclusive Talking Lead AK Corner t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, 1776 United, which they fell into that algorithm on social media and their, their Facebook page was shut down because of 1776. They are banning anything... Hashtag 1776 United. Isn't that ridiculous? Jack wagons. Yes, exactly. Jack wagons. So go show uh, James at 1776 some love and buy the original Talking Lead logoed uh, t-shirts there. And that's where you're going to get your Leadhead Brigade t-shirts and uh, patches at 1776united.com. But again, Karen, thank you so much. Guys, go check out Shoot Like a Girl and uh, take... Take your your wife, your daughter, your grandmother, your aunts, uh, whoever it may be, just a friend uh, to the range. Show them, you know, show them the new life, the two A life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't don't assume just by their by their gender, by their personality that they wouldn't be interested in going. Ask the person least likely that you would never think would want to go, and you might find that they want to go. Exactly. You won't know until you ask. So, Leadheads, until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And if you get a chance, take your loved ones, your ladies to the range, and ladies, take your men to the range. And go have a great date. Because Valentine's Day is coming up. And shoot like a girl, right in the middle.